Luke Connors, the man across from me, has uh, done many phenomenal things in his lifetime, being only 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? 1992? 1992. That's it, mate. And uh, I think that a lot of people, uh, especially leaving high school, mid-20s, who are in a job, stuck in a rut that they're not happy with or not happy about what they're doing with their life at the moment and do have an idea to sort of go out and give something a shot. Uh, entrepreneurs, if you will, people that want to go out there and try to start a start a be an entrepreneur but have never committed have always said i'm going to do this i'm going to do it i'm going to do it but they never do it yeah you're a man that's done it mate you've been through a lot Take in your action. lifetime yeah. you've taken action you've done it and there's a bit of a success story and not only are you i don't want to give the rundown man because you're going to do that yourself but not only have you started your own business part of a non-profit charity doing fantastic things for suicide prevention you coaching people, mate. You, it's it's in, it's incredible. It's honestly to see to see what you're doing at your age and at my age because you're the same age as me. <laughs> uh, there's no way I could keep up with your life, mate. And it's it's pretty inspiring to see what you do. And I think that's why I wanted to interview you today, mate, because I really want to. I want other people to understand who Luke Connors is, what Luke Connors is capable of, and what the future foresees for Luke Connors. Because we all know, mate, this is just the beginning. <laughs> Is it not? Is this just, just the beginning? beginning. It's, yeah. it's just the beginning. So, thank you for today for being on here. My pleasure. And uh, what I wanted to do was, yeah, just first touch base on, if you could tell me a bit about who you are, sort of where your life took a bit of a change from after high school, uh, what led you to do what you did with the military, all that sort of stuff, and just go from there and we'll have a bit of a conversation. Yeah. So, to touch on what you've said, I guess where I'm at right now is- have a residential building company in Newcastle called Spartan Projects. Yep. Uh, we have about over 10 employees. Now, talent, we like to call them. And um, you own this with business partner? Yeah, with Jason. Yep. Uh, who I met in the military. And uh, so, I'm still in the military too now as yep. well. In yep. the reserves, army reserves, uh, a corporal. And what else are we doing? We've got Talk To Me Bro, our not-for-profit charity, director of that, where we're targeting suicide prevention and mental health, mental awareness. Big things happening in the moment with Talk To Me Bro, man, and yeah. a lot of momentum happening. We'll touch base a little later on, on big upset that happened this year, but... Uh, overcome it. Overcome it, and we're doing, we're doing new things, a mate. bump in the road. That's and, it, yeah, exactly. An opportunity to get better at and better things so that when we actually do it, it's fantastic. Absolutely. On a different level. Absolutely. And then, you know, you've been involved with RISE and the resilience programs that are run in schools and for workplaces and um, and teachers and whoever. So, that's kind of the shell as well as I just like to think of myself as at the same time as... (laughs) Love the boys, love my family, <laughs> yeah, just the average. Yeah. Like I do like, the, you know, you, you just are, I, I view myself as an average person that just tries to get the most out of life, but still really appreciates going out for a beer, mm. having a laugh with my mates, yeah. being the tradie, um, just being a, a common guy and just doing like, you know, go away, play golf, yeah. play sport. I've seen you be on the golf on Instagram like, lately. Mean? Like just try and- Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Right. So, if you want to take me back, man, take me back to basically what would I say, 12 months ago, you and I, we met when we were younger playing footy, right? We used mm-hmm. to play AFL for the doggies at Warner's Bay, Warner's Bay Bulldogs. We're guns, mate. Yeah. Forwards, goal kickers, the whole lot, yeah? Kind of run the team from my memory, <laughs> <We, but> Yeah. <laughs> it's like 15 years ago. Yeah, so it was a long time. Yeah, it it ha- yeah I just remember kicking all the goals, but yeah. you know. Then, oh, I remember kicking all oh, the goals. Oh, yeah, so right, right. Must have just been the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two-man team. But um, 
No, mate, we, we, we knew each other and um, I was uh, in a profession at the time. And I reached out to you, man. I said, mate, I've, I've seen you everywhere. What, what, what is going on? I've seen you on the Newcastle Jets. I don't know what it was about, but you're, on the, you're doing something with the Newcastle Jets, something with Bugard, right? Yeah, the next thing I see is that you're running this non-for-profit charity called Talk To Me, bro. Next thing I see, I add a pop-up on Facebook and the ads, Spartan Projects. You know, now you're building houses. I'm like, what, what is going on, Luke? What is going on? Let, let's catch up with coffee. And that, that coffee took a long time. That coffee took about six months for us to catch up because you're, bu- you're busy, man. Mm. And it wasn't, it was just more about the right timing, I think, because when we met up, the timing was, I would say, perfect yeah. in the situation that I was going through and, and what you, what we talked about that night. But I basically, we went out to Goldberg's in Newey, my favorite place in Newcastle. Everyone knows that, that knows me. I love a good Goldberg's <laughs> coffee and dinner and pasta there. It's 10 coffees. <laughs> 10 coffees a day. It only opened up last week because of lockdown and I was there. But um, we had a conversation about uh, your life journey. And that, that's something that I really want to touch on today. So, if we yeah. can just revisit that conversation that we had mm. that night. And it was me asking you like, mate, what, how are you managing all this? Where did it start? And I think the first thing, the, the conversation started around when, when you joined the army. Hmm. Yeah. So, if you rewind, I guess, back to probably I think it's the biggest pivotal moment in my life is my parents separating when I was 12. Yeah. And from that moment on, without going too much depth of it, you got to... You know, a kid is in his adolescence at that age, just not real sure. House was home was always with both of them was safe, but it was just like it wasn't a home anymore. So mm. you're starting to come up, and uh, as you grow, try and work out where you fit into the world. And um, I just went down a line that was at times uh, aggressive. There was a lot of anger within me, um, unanswered questions, hadn't uh, healed the trauma that I'd gone through. And then, um, you know, got arrested when I was 14. Right. Um, Started just going down a line where it's I was young, in, man. Yeah, in a lot of fights, in a lot of. I was just going down the wrong path, really. Mm. Uh, and fortunately for me, I always had parents that were, when they were on an individual level, they're always there to pick me up. Yeah. Um, and also to the school that I went to, and, and I was always heavily involved in sport and that sort of thing. And, mm. and down that line, uh, always had people that believed in me and said, hey, Luke. You know the the actions you're taking right now aren't great, but you're not a bad person, and just have belief in me. And um, I think belief, man, it's yeah. huge. People believe in you, man. It can take you wonders, man. It can really skyrocket from where you are to get somewhere huge if if people believe in you. Yeah, especially people that you respect. Absolutely, over, yeah. and they've taken the time to see you for who you are. Yeah. So then, seventeen by chance, um, one of my mates, I was leaving school and didn't know what I was going to do with myself, and mm-hmm. sort of carpentry was on the horizon, and uh. One of my mates was like, hey, can you drive me to the army base so that we can... Um, and I was like, there's no, not a chance I'm joining the army. Like, I'm full rebellious at this stage. So, you were just driving him to the base yeah, to, to apply for that night or something. For it, yeah. Okay, right. And then this guy goes, recruitment officer. Oh, what about you? I said, not a chance I'm joining the army. And then he's like... <laughs> oh well what do you want to do and i said oh, be like a carpenter or something he's like we got this awesome um carpentry program in the army like you sign up we find you an employer and all this stuff and yeah. i was like you know when something sounds too good to be true it yeah normally is. all the time yeah um, i got in next thing you know like let's go four months later i'm in the army my mate died. <laughs> your mate didn't make it <laughs> he didn't make it why not i no, just like through the the process uh, pretty rigorous process getting through they reckon when people finishing puka basic training yeah you're one out of 40 people that have rang up oh, wow and it wow. all gone through this. this How did your mate feel about that? I'd, Are you still mates? Uh, I don't have too much to do with him anymore. Like, <laughs> okay, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but um, so then I was in. And so you got in. It was that was again another pivotal point. I think yeah. like the universe looking after you a bit, where yeah. that kept me 
there was now a new standard and it wasn't this boy Luke that no. go out and get in a fight like just a little punk. Mm. You're not going to... That doesn't stand when you're around men. Yeah. And so, I had my 18th birthday at Kapuka at basic, basic training oh, wow. and then, um, I just loved it. Loved soldiering and um, yeah. my journey and I actually found a job at the same time at Apprentice Carpenter. So, probably w- for the next... While in the army. <clears throat> oh, I was reserve still. Okay. And then Apprentice Carpenter too, um, externally like civilian. Yeah. And... So, I sort of went through doing a lot of army days and then also carpentry at the same time. So, I got multiple trades sort of under my belt. And then in 2012, so I would have been uh, 20, I got a deployment overseas uh, with the military. And then that really seeded my drive for wanting to be um, special forces when Mm -hmm. I was over there. Yeah. And um, that's when I went. met Matt, Mm -hmm. um, who was a corporal when I was a young little digger at the time and um he had had some time around commandos and i just really grew in love with that guy and who what he stood for and uh was the epitome of soldier and just had high standards and i loved um having high standards and so then when i come out of that and got home um i finished my apprenticeship quickly started my own business at that stage Hmm. so 21 and then as a carpenter but the vision was always probably flexibility really when i reflect on it to be able to then go special forces down the track so you still wanted to be special forces even after you started the carpentry business yeah yeah Yeah, i was always in the back of my mind even as it grew i was like I always had an um, an exit plan and someone to take it over and then i'd go yeah it was all sort of structured out so i reached back out to matt and was like hey can you sort of train me up about 22 and um he got me ready for physically mentally and i had other trainers around and really just went after building myself into the person that needed to to get there at like 22 and i got promoted i think at, when i was 22 too, to to corporal so right. I was one of the youngest corporals in the army at the time so okay. i had done a lot of courses and i just and leadership positions and had experience i was just like i'm ready sort of to go mm. um and then come back and um so 22 i was about to go on selection and i watched lone survivor have you seen that <laughs> no it's a movie fort dudes okay like, <laughs> navy seals and they just get towed up overseas. okay it's like it's shocking okay um by the taliban i was like i'm not ready oh, for, right. i'm not ready for this yeah and i actually like pulled off and went and traveled all through europe with my mate best mate josh and then come back home yeah. i was like i am ready and um went again and, and sort of i guess where we're going through with this conversation mm. and, and what you're trying to i, I feel and i flag it now so i do say it is when I piece together now as a business owner and uh, looking at my own talent and my own boys and my teams and around me, I'm like, how do you, and just in the course of it, I'm like, how do you build resilience? And mm. when I reflect back on it, I'm like, it's from doing tough shit. It's like literally mm. from getting be put in positions where I was like this young kid, reserve too, reserve going special forces. You don't have the same knowledge that full-timers do. You don't have the same resources behind you that full-timers do. So, you like, no one at my unit knew anything about it. Yeah. So, like, you're right. turning up as this young kid, full out of your depth, mm. and I'm like, sink or swim. Mm. And you just, like, you know, you swim. Yeah. And that it's... And just those different, different positions over my life, like, key moments where I'm just like, that's what builds mental toughness and resilience and, mm. yeah, and where you're going. So, yeah, 23, I took off to... Um, SAS in Western Australia and yep. uh, this is sort of where you where I think we picked up the conversation as you mm. sort of said to me when we caught up like um, there was a moment when I come back home and uh, so I, I got deep into the selection course and just had this I didn't feel like it was a, it was a comparison I'm not up to the same level as these guys I was like the youngest one on there yeah so a lot and of judging uh, yourself yeah yeah and not self-belief I guess no, yeah, yeah okay so, I come back home and then I was all right for a couple of days and then a few days later, um, 
my mate who I'd trained with, I talked to him on the phone and he'd passed and got in and I was just like, it's like my world just come crashing down. I was like, you know. Like, was this the, uh, I think I remember you saying that there was a higher selection of people that year as well. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. normally it was about 20 that they'd take. <clears throat> mm. I was like, I'm not in the top 20 here, so comparison. And how many did they take? 42 oh, or something. And I was man. like, oh, there's only like 50 left on the course and I was easily in the like in the 42. Like, and so that's just comparison at the time. And you just go, yeah. also probably I sort of have a belief too of, the universe, I wasn't meant to be there either. Like, yeah. it's, it was just meant to be. But when you look at the time without probably the mindset that I have now compared to then, mm. I just, like, I was shattered. And for the weeks and months to follow, um, I just, so much self-worth issues came up, so much unhealed trauma from when I was a kid come up, so much, there was so much that come up. Like, I was mm. just, and I realized, to put it in simple terms, that I had, had driven myself over the years in a role of achievement and, to be doing things to find love, to be like to myself, mm. like I am worthy. Mm. And so, with me not being SAS or going down that line, and I had this label around me at the unit, like Luke's gone SAS, he's the SAS dude. Like, I just walked, talked, and acted like it. And now I didn't have it anymore. I was like, who, the, who am I without it? So, mm. I had to really go through like a deep healing journey of going to reach out to psychs and different people and just mentors and people around me, like, what's going on with me? Like, it was the first time I'd really... Yeah. I was so high, go, high achievement that I was like... It, like, it had to really come back in here and reflect on myself. And then I got a deployment overseas to another one as a corporal this so time. So, this was after SAS and yeah. you got back home and you still went overseas again? This was 2016 I went and then 26... Like, later... Like, that Where did you go? Malaysia and Singapore. Right. Yeah. So then, going over there as a leader in a leadership position was awesome um, mm. for my development too. But it was also a chance for me to go. Do I really want this? And um, over there, I sort of was like, "Yeah, I do." And um, that's where I met Jack Brown, who I run. That's where you met Jack. That's where little Jack. I haven't boy. heard this part of the story. Yeah, yeah right. Well, so I know Jack, Jack so well now. It's you know weird Jack to hear. So well. Listen to this bit. All so right, I'm let's a, go. I'm a, in a platoon, platoon set up. Jack's with 30 gonna love dudes. this. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to love this. He can't even defend himself. He's like a <laughs> no. hammer. <laughs> Go so, for it. They're set up in 30, dude. So, I'm like, Corporal has eight. So, there's three sections in the 30. So, like 10, okay. 10 a section. So, I'm one of those leaders. Little Brownie's there. No, he's in another platoon. Oh, okay. And he's the big mouth <laughs> on the machine gun. Of course he is. Just like keeping all the banner going. Yeah. But literally probably the guy that the corporal's going, Brownie, come on. Like, we need to be serious. <laughs> Who is once. this guy? He's probably sitting there five days wet in the jungle just cracking jokes and all the boys are loving it. Oh, and they're going, oh. But he was like, to me, if we were in the same platoon, I don't know if we would have got on as well because yeah. you're still like, there's probably the professionalism. Yeah. But he was like, oh, oh, keep nah, going. Right. Yeah. But then he was like, we just he was like this is outlet for me and we just hit it off and then mm. we end up traveling all through scandinavia and all through after the deployment we organized this trip through there and finished in iceland and ireland and actually went to conor mcgregor's gym and trained you saying yeah. that's cool man and but i remember sitting in like sweden together on this ferry and we talked about jokingly together that we're going around the world in australia and, and talk and impact people's lives had no vision of how that even looked so in my head i'm going back to sas yeah he was working in real estate and it was just like this banter really that we had yep. between ourselves uh yeah and then come home set back off on sas again like so 2018 i went back on selection and um so this is still recent man this is only what a few years yeah three years ago wow there's so much that have happened in your life since, since those three, three years, years huge yeah. man yeah and a lot yeah well i went back on selection this time was like probably so much more mature here and knew why i was going my three wives were 
I wanted to help people that couldn't help themselves, yep. especially overseas. I wanted to serve Australia at the highest level and I wanted to use it as a platform to mentor and speak and coach when I finished my career there. Right. And then um, I got there and again got deep in it. And this time was like a, a God mode. I don't know like if you're listening what your belief structure is, but I felt like it was a God intuitive like universe. It was like mm. this intuitive feeling so deeply grounded in me like you need to come home. And I remember like on my own, I was like walking doing in this phase so you're on your own doing navigation and i was like out loud i won't actually say on what we're doing we're trying to keep pg but okay. i was like not a chance like i yeah. was like i was internally verbally like talking out loud i'm not coming low i'm not i'm this close i'm doing so well you got to finish it i'm not coming home like this yeah. is my whole business was set up for me to go mm. jenna was about to come my wife now like mm. it was all set up mm. but just i went to bed that night and woke up in the morning i was like i have to come home and um so i just followed my gut and and when I'm coming home and didn't know what I was going to do with myself or where life would head out when you're so fixated on this is my journey and it gets spun around on you. But I just like, I can't not follow your gut like when it was, it was speaking that loud. Mm. And um, yeah, I come home and as soon as I got home, like a week later, a mentor asked me to start speaking in school. So something that I thought I needed an SAS career for, just like... So who was the mentor? How did they approach you and why did they um, ask you to come and speak in schools? She was just someone... So one of my closest trainers, Jace, okay. his wife was doing... Uh, Emma oh, was yeah. doing work in schools and that's where I think I actually ran into you. Okay. Yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was teaching and you came into the school one day and Literally I was like... Literally just after I'd come off. Well, there's no footy involved here, mate. What's going on? I haven't seen you in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And then that was... This is when the, the school talks kicked off and... That kicked off and yeah. then I went to like a Tony Robbins event yeah. in September of 2018 yeah. and that sort of um, skyrocketed me into personal development. Like I'd been around the church and I'd been around... I sort of have a spiritual line to me. Yeah. Uh, however, I sort of always question in the church, why are the same people out the front always getting prayed for every week? Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if that's someone's belief and I'm not uh, undermining it here if you're listening to it, but I was also then going like... This was as a kid thinking that, but I couldn't articulate it. Yeah. And when I walked into his stuff, I realized, geez, this dude's like, he knows all the patterns. He can pick up why you do things. Like, he's like, it's all these epiphanies just come through. And I was like, it just got me fascinated, one, to heal myself, but then to help people. And then a few months after that, Matt. So, this um, is the corporal you were talking about at the yeah, beginning of the story. at the beginning of the story. Okay. Uh, I found out he had um, died from suicide. And right. he was someone that I spent like heaps of time going to we used to sit there and talk about mindset and what what was going in here to make yourself into a special force of soldier now that's a that's a huge thing to be hit with especially after what you've been through with you know with him and and all that and being overseas and coming back now when you when you found out about that how did you find out I was walking, I was at actually at a business event with Jace just before we kicked off our... Spartan Projects, Jason. Yeah, in 2018, yeah. or 2019. So, I was back in, the 20, it was in November and we are walking under Sydney Harbour Bridge and I got a phone call like that night about um, 7.30 and one of my... Um, you just thought it was a regular phone call someone said Yeah, it was just one of my mates from Army had rang me. Wow. And he, <laughs> if he listens to this, sometimes he can swindle the truth a little bit, okay. tell a fat story. Yeah. Or expands it. And I was like, I just didn't believe him. Like, I was like, nah, not a chance. You got the wrong person. And then, you know, that sort of denial comes in and then rang. I got off the phone and rang multiple people. And I was like, it's com- it was confirmed. And wow. Then, yeah. And, and that just probably the, that night, I remember just sitting there going, I'll do something big in this guy's legacy. Yeah. Didn't know what it looked like. And then, yeah. So, at the time as well, I mean, you and I have talked about this previously, but... 
for the listeners at home that don't know the full story, this uh, Matt had that connection with you with being your corporal, but there was also that relationship there with Jack that you said you met overseas. Mm. And what was the connection there? Well, he lost his cousin, Matt, also, both 37, yeah. a suicide in, um, on, in January on yeah. Australia. So, there. you both lost someone very close to your heart yeah, to suicide. And then we, I think we both had a bit of time just um, processing it. Mm. Uh, and it, did it happen around the same time? Yeah, it was probably like uh, 10 months later. From wow. Each other. Yeah, same year. So, we both had some time processing and going through that journey of it. Um, yeah. And then... Just keep talking, man. I'm just going to hit these record buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we sort of in 2019 went down that line of going... What more can we be doing? We talked to me, bro. So Christy, who was Matt's Jack's uh, uh, Jack's cousin's wife, she started talk to me, bro. And the idea was just to get the message out there. And like, why did he not talk to me? And then Jack and I just were like, can we run with this further? I was already doing so much work in schools and around places, and yeah. um, and Jack had just sort of come back from a deployment overseas um, up north too. And then we're like, middle of twenty nine. I was like, let's just run with this. Hey, let's make these, let's fine tune these programs. Let's really get after it. And that's where I think talk to me, bro. Probably over the last eighteen months to two years now, he's sort of talking. Uh, has just gone from leaps and bounds. Like I've probably spoken to over ten thousand people face easy. to face. Easy, yeah. mate. I've seen you speak to that many people just from what I've done with you, and uh, it's it, the numbers would be skyrocketing. Yeah. Um, for the people that don't know, just give us a quick overview of what talk to me, bro, is and um just a bit more concepts on what it is because I know people talk about it and people hear about it like we'll talk about the walk that we're doing in a second but what is it what is talk to me bro that's it like non-for-profit charity set up by two um, so just two guys Jack and I and Christy and Christy like, sorry correct like, she yeah. sort of set it up and then Christy set it up all from heartfelt places of loss like experiencing loss and then Jack and I have just gone like let's just run with this and so it's gone from a place of selling merchandise to and putting stuff online to running programs running retreats wanting one one-to-one sort of mentoring and coaching um we've done multiple retreats now which you've come to yeah uh yeah. and i can honestly say true to my heart that i've seen you've changed lives on those retreats yeah people it's phenomenal fully suicidal and have swung back one big big like, turnaround man yeah. big turnaround and so that's our i guess our passion like and mission where I reflected on Matt, this hard guy. Yeah. And I was like, if he could just go and talk to someone or if he just had people that knew how to actually ask what's going on in your world right now and shut up and listen. Yeah. And actually know how to have a conversation and hold space. And when someone goes, I'm not doing all right. And they go, and the person that's asking the questions just can respond and go, man, what's happening? Like, so, and listen. Like, so on these retreats and when you do your talks, you teach people how to ask questions in those yep. scenarios and, and like ideas of how to bring it up if they think that their friend's struggling. Yeah. Okay. How to make them safe if they are suicidal. How not to react if they say, "Hey, I'm um, actually am suicidal," and just be like, "It's just another human being that's hurting." Yeah, and just talk and just connect with them how they need to be connected with at that time. Yeah, mm. which is hard, man, because it's not something that's taught in school. It's not something that's talked about at all, really. Like you barely ever hear about suicide in the media unless mm. it's a celebrity, right? And and you and I both know the statistical facts are just through the roof. Mm. And uh, especially in Newcastle, like there are people, it's happening a lot. And I understand why it's not in the media. Like I do understand the concept of that, but it, it's also sort of, there's a bit of a blind side that people that aren't aware, aren't aware, but it's happening way more than everyone thinks. Mm. It's kind of like that taboo 
We yeah, don't want to talk about it we but then that's until right. it happens to you and you're like, like man, just I wish we talked about From this. doing your retreats and coming along and just meeting the people, like it, it, so many of those people had been affected by suicide. And, you know, like recently around me, I had not didn't have many people, but then there's just all these people that you just don't know if they've been affected. And, and it, these days there's so much happening. It's happening way more than anyone thinks, right? And unless you're in the industry, like not the industry, but unless you're in Lifeline or you, you see the statistical facts on a daily basis, you just you just don't know. Yeah. You really don't know. Like this leads straight into the conversation about the walk that we're doing now, man. Mm. So let's go with it. Let's go with it. So, man, I'll give a quick overview of what was going to happen yep. and then we'll talk about what we're doing currently. Yep. So, uh, with Talk To Me Bro, the charity, uh, Luke and Jack, his business partner, we're set to walk across Australia, right? And it's still happening. It's not something that was going to happen. It's got postponed. That walk was happening. We are going to Perth through Wollongong up to Sydney. Jack is from Wollongong, so they're going to cut through Wollongong to, you know, a bit of his hometown. But you guys were going to do it and you guys were going to walk how many k's a day? You had it set yeah, out. 45 k's, 45Ks a, day, a day. marathon wanted, a day. Yeah, and we wanted to do 4,000. You were going to talk in all the different k's. states. You were going to talk to hundreds of thousands of people, correct? Mm. I'm, I'm imagining you'd reach that many people yeah, walking easy. across Australia. Yeah. Um, collecting donations for the charity uh, to, to get it, you know, to get it bigger and more established in Australia because- at the moment, um, <clears throat> well, well, firstly, the walk was cancelled, postponed because of COVID. Um, too many restrictions in place with the borders leaving, coming from. You didn't want to get stuck somewhere. Um, so, you know, a lot of things that were so much hard work and effort. I was involved in, in the help for this, man. And there was blood, sweat and tears. Like, you know, we both know there was tears involved in, in this whole organization for this walk. And that's how big it was. And it had this... It had this energy to it, man. It really did. And it was going to, like, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen, but it's just not, it wasn't the right time. And, yeah. and there were obstacles in our path that we couldn't, you know, we. Oh, it wasn't. If you look at it yeah. now, we just come, like, for people listening, we just come out of three months of That's lockdown. Right. If we're born in July, yeah. it's, we're, what are we doing right now? November or, or. You were set to come like, back around Christmas. Yeah, we would have been. In we, the we, Nullarbor. We wouldn't have had the impact. That, <laughs> yeah, but we wouldn't have had the impact that <laughs> no. we we're looking for. So it was a bit because of Because people and, couldn't have come out. No. Nah, You're exactly um, right. But anyway, so that walk was unfortunately postponed. And what we're doing now is that uh, you've started a walk called Walk With Me. Mm. And as opposed to you and Jack doing the walk by yourself, you've gotten the community involved. We've set up a charity page and you can set up, you can sign up to be a walker. Yeah. And we've set the goal. It's a pretty high goal, if I'm honest. Like, it's it's a challenge. And I think that's why people are committed to doing it because it is a, it is a challenge. The challenge is to walk nine kilometers a day for 30 days. Mm. Now, <laughs> I, I'm doing this challenge right now. We're in about second week in a bit, right? And day 16, are we? Uh, yeah, day 16. And uh, mate, it's been tough, it's been hard. But every kilometer, why is it that we're doing nine kilometers a day? So, on average in Australia, there's nine deaths a day uh, to, to suicide. suicide. So, we nine kilometers a day, it's not uh, undoable, but it's mm. you have to take a bigger sacrifice out of our busy schedules. Yeah, most people have to make the time to do nine k's a day, nine and k's that, a day, and that time is reflection time, yeah, as well. Mm. Uh, you're getting the body moving it's good for the health but it's also the big thing is reflecting on people that it could be your struggle it could be someone you've lost it could be you know what I mean like it could be we're trying to give a platform for people to share their story Mm. too not just hey it's about talk to me bro it's about you get out and walk and tell and tell your platform people around you why this is important why you're doing this walk Man, I'm doing it mornings, afternoons, and it's it's a it's a good two hour walk per day. If you're yeah. going to jog it, it's quicker. If you're going to walk it, it's a good hour and a half to two hours of walking every day. Mm. And 
I'll be honest, I've missed a day, mate. I've, it's, it hasn't, but I catch up those days. I did 21Ks last Sunday to catch up for the Saturday that I missed mm-hmm. out on. And, um, man, it's for a good cause. And I applaud everyone that's actually doing this walk currently because there are, I think we've raised close to $25,000 yeah. now. Yep. So, people are being sponsored to do this walk. It's only been going for two and a half weeks. So, for talk to me about on the status that it is, like the level, like obviously there's other charities out there that are huge, but to us to raise that much money in in, in that short of time, um, which is going to uh, offer you guys to fly out to affected areas by suicide and do your talks and raise awareness and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, the money's going towards a great cause, man. And um, yeah, it's good to have everyone involved. Like it, like me and my partner, Beck, are doing it as well. We're trying to push each other, get each other out of the bed in the morning to go for these walks. It's good motivation. And I'm posting on socials about it every day, man. And I'm getting people that are just donating because th- they feel, I guess, you know, you're doing all this hard work and it's for a good cause. And yeah. a lot of people probably hadn't heard of the charity Talk To Me Bro before, man. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It, it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, really, really proud of you, man. Thank you. So, involved, brother. what do we got, man? Um... Is there anything else quickly you want to touch on, bro? Like, we've uh, we've talked about your life in the Defence Force, going overseas, SAS selection, talk to me, bro. Spartan Project was mentioned here and there a little bit in the story. But, um, yeah. You got more questions? I think you do. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. my job, isn't it? You got the questions, so I can keep going with the You can keep going with what you've impact, got. Like, I guess, what? let's go down the line of what when you come to me and ask me to make... You said, oh, I want to do this podcast. The podcast, Yeah. It's the, the the backing of it was I want to give people uh, a platform, a platform yeah. that may be sitting on the fence about act, taking action and doing stuff. That's and, exactly and, right. And getting out and making an impact in the world. And so let me go. I'll go on and rant on this. And if you want to jump, like jump in, but go, go for it. My heart, my where I've come from with talk to me, bro. Over the last three years, is probably this big drive for purpose. Even the SAS beforehand, the heart there was to help, to serve and help. And I feel like when we're in purpose and when we ha- we're doing something bigger for ourselves, bigger than ourselves for yeah. people, yeah. we just we find energy. A question you've always asked me is how do I find the amount of time uh, to do do it to achieve what I do in a day? Yeah, and it's like it's written down here, bro. Do you ask the question? <laughs> <and I'll think. laughs> oh man, it's it's indifferent. It's uh, no. what do we got? So like, tell me about the you know how do you manage such a busy schedule? That, yeah, you know it's. And like there's been, so to that question, when you asked it to me this morning, I'm like, it's not all the same for me. I'm very a high driven variety person. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I was always like, if I just stayed in one sport, I probably would have been pro. Like, I was good. I was good at- <laughs> Kept kicking goals at footy, yeah, mate. I was coordinated. I was <laughs> good. Up the I, training. I did footy. I did soccer. I did cricket. You did. I did you eight, still like, play soccer. Everything like, and so I was like, when I reflected recently, I was I like, love that's it. just who I am as a person. I yeah. like different things. Yeah. And then, so- my life, my actual day-to-day routine is pretty crazy. Like people are like, that's so sporadic. But yeah. the thing is about it too, it's like I wake up and go, there's been times where I've woken up 4.30 in the morning for six months straight and busted my butt mm. to uh, create something that I was going after. Right. With this talk to me bro stuff, there was like for 18 months, I was just relentless. Like I'm probably in a bit of emotional um, burnout at the moment because I've spoken to so many people and it is so deep. And that's something now in this walk of life where I'm at, where I'm like, I need to... Um, fill up my cup but i believe when we're working we're going into our purpose and everyone has a everyone has a story everyone has a um something that's inside them that goes hey i wish i could be doing that mm. and there's also times too where we can be in a place and we're like you know what i'm happy exactly where i'm right now and just enjoy that time because there will be a time that comes in your life that that's goes, right something will start pulling on your heartstrings and goes you have a gift to give to the world and it's time for you to to go after it yeah. and for myself it's been doing the tough stuff like 
it's such a cliche thing. It's like, be be willing to fail. And if you're scared of failure as much as I am, you'll mm. get relentless. Like, I am scared of failure. Some of that stuff as a kid, mm. when we talked about the stuff before as a kid, my self-worth was tied up in what I achieved. So, I've had to work through that Luke is enough without any of this, doing all this stuff. That's my biggest learning all the time. And it keeps creeping back in it at other times. Now, it's not SAS, but sometimes it'll even be with what I'm doing in um, in business and different stuff and it gives me a kick and I'm like no Luke is still enough so I've had to work through that that's my journey where I'm at now but it's also like how can I actually I keep coming back to how can I serve and support when it's bigger for me so I've tried to change the meaning of it's not my self-worth isn't tied up in now what I achieve mm. it's I, I love doing it and it's a sort of like a default mechanism that I have in myself but it's like now it's sort of like where can I how can I use something that was sort of ingrained in me as a kid but no longer is it that I'm doing it for my own self-worth it's that I have this relentless work ethic but how mm. can I make an impact in other people's lives that aren't you know that are struggling that's why we do the stuff with Soul Cafe and sleep out on the streets once a year for the homeless is why yeah. we're going to go to Nepal and build in a, yeah, a, a school a school with yeah. our building company that's yeah. why we do the stuff we talk to me bro I was like you get a kick when you contribute to other people's worlds there's a fulfillment that you get uh, that's deeper than anything else, deeper than going to buy a motorbike for yourself or a boat for yourself or spending money on yourself. It's like, yeah. you know what? I just gave up my time to help that person or help this community. And that's like, I truly believe when you're making a difference like that, that's your legacy. And that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it, man. And I think it's pretty inspiring for a lot of the listeners that are hearing your story and hearing that, you know, it, it's about giving back as well. Yeah. It's not about giving to yourself all the time. So It's your mission, hey. It's, it's your like, mission. That's you right. wake up and you feel in your belly what you want to do and, and you go after it. And one thing like too on the daily routine and all that sort of stuff. Yes, there's been times where I've worked out relentlessly and, and going after stuff, but I truly believe life is counterbalance not balance yeah everyone goes oh i've got to get a balanced life i'm like that's crap if we're all balanced life you'll never do anything big yeah. like it's by pouring stupid amounts of time into one thing and focusing and growing it so it's like sometimes your family life or your friend's life will fall to the wayside while you're going after something but be aware to go back at times and go have the awareness to go after a couple mm. of weeks or a month I need to go spend time with my family because that's important to me too. I need to spend time with my friends. I need to just actually chill out for three months or a couple of weeks. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, always be looking at like, where do I need to be right now? Because there will be times where it's like, I want to build this brand. I need to build this business and I need to pour into it relentlessly hard and, and things will fall by the wayside. Not to mm. beat yourself up for, oh, I haven't been present there. It's because you haven't been present there because you've been working your butt off to do something else. So, that's a big thing that... Too many, I think too many entrepreneurs and people out there in the world don't mm. acknowledge that sometimes it is slow down. It's, sometimes it's winter, sometimes it's spring, sometimes it's summer. Do you know what I mean? Like there's all yeah. different times. So, yeah. got anything else? Uh, what time do you wake up in the morning? At the moment, <laughs> probably <laughs> like 5.30. 5.30, what time do you go to bed? Probably about 9.30. I see you I'm probably getting more. I'm probably getting more sleep now, now than I have for quite some time. But I'll have built myself, like worked myself to a point where I'm emotionally burnt out. Yeah, okay. So, Previously you have. Yeah, yeah, like okay. probably from like June, I acknowledged it. Mm. So three months ago, and right now it's probably going to take me. I've been going slower, and it's probably when I say go slow, I'm still running Spartan, and like yeah, we're still, huge, but it's still. Huge. It'll probably take me six to nine months to get back to fully charged. I'd say because yeah. I have been getting up at the four thirties in the morning, going to bed at the eleven thirties at night, and so. you've been doing a lot of exercise now too. Yeah, which would just make you tired in the evening as well, so which is yeah. probably why you can get to bed at nine thirty. Just falling asleep. Just falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, man. Um, I think you've uh, covered a lot of your life, bro. And it's uh, there's other questions on here, man. But I think you've done well explaining what you've done, explaining your your goals in life and and your inspirations. And you know, hopefully that's enough for people to be inspired by just a bit of your story, even if they just get little nuggets out of it, man. That's one thing that I love: just people being able to listen back to a story and just pull out little you know nuggets for themselves mm. and. That's all this really is about, man. Just you having a conversation with me, telling me about your life, which has been obviously quite inspirational. And um, yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for being on here today. Is there there anything else you want to say before you go? it's our first podcast, man. Let's be honest with the people. Like we're we, <laughs> we're doing our best here. Uh, I think we've done great. I think we've done fantastic. <laughs> Joel's honest. killing it. I think, oh, well, I've just been listening, bro. But um, yeah, it's been good. Um, it's felt really comfortable actually having this conversation with you. A lot more comfortable than I thought. I thought I'd be nervous and not being able to speak and on you know get frozen. Um, but it's been good, and I think it's um part of our relationship too, man. Like we're mates as well as you know in business. So. Yeah, keep going. That's probably something I could touch on. Yeah. Um, we got, we're got we on time schedule, bro. But <laughs> yeah. Well, like Quick, oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. Ask, you asked me to finish yeah, up. Yeah, I know. I don't know yeah, how I'm to finish up a podcast now. You don't just go boom, off. But we are mates. Yeah. And my building company is all mates pretty much. Oh, perfect. My, Leave, uh, love talk it. to me, bros. All, they are. And mates. 100%. And I, and I believe when you do work on yourself yeah. and you understand open community comments. Uh, open that knock? No, that was my watch. Oh, open okay. uh, conversation <laughs> and communication. Yeah. Uh, you can build people, you build trust and you have people around you. You need people. If you want to do something big, yeah. the, the quote, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Love it. So it's like I've heard you say that before. Yeah, get people fantastic. around you that you trust and that you love. Have open and honest communication with them. See their point of view and yeah. you'll do big things in the world. Yeah. Awesome. We're done. We're done. <laughs> no Put it there, brother. Give me some love. All right. Thank you so much, man. And uh, we'll see what happens in the future, man. We might get Jack in and uh, have a chat, but talk to you, both you boys, and just have a, a more of a conversation around talk to me, bro. That would be some banner. That would be some banner. <laughs> All right. Too easy, man. Yeah. Love your work. Thanks, man.